on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. If I could cho- if I could choose to die in any like epic way, it would be by having fire puked down my throat by that's cool. by Godzilla. That's pretty awesome. That's a that's a pretty <laughs> fucking cool way to go. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 317. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we attempt to answer the question on everybody's minds, James. If they've already made a perfect American Godzilla movie, why do it again? In Into the Monsterverse. Why, James? Oh boy. What's the point? Matthew you know, Broderick already stole the show. Hank Azaria. <laughs> the chick from Sex and the Is it the chick from Sex yes. in the City? No, he's it, no, she's not in that, is she? We've done this before. We thought she was in it, but it's because she's married to Matthew Broderick. Yes, you're right. It's a, whole, it's a horse of a different color what's going on guys i'm mike <laughs> i'm jim and uh pretzel jim pretzel james james pretzel serologist what what do you got what what do you not have any pretzels this week what are you talking about oh fuck you oh don't <laughs> you son of a bitch are you okay <laughs> you didn't plan on this and so your whole plan was to throw me off by making me feel like i'm crazy about the last like seven weeks, there's never been pretzels. <laughs> Literally, what are you talking about? I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> this was not planned. James is making me feel like an idiot, but uh, luckily on my side, I got I got history, baby. Oh, okay. Because the internet lives forever. What, and what are we talking yeah, about here? Exactly. Okay. So what'd you do this week, James? Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> That was weird, but uh, we'll just move on from here. <laughs> um, this week, what did I yeah, do? Yeah, what'd you do? I didn't do much. I don't know. Yeah, what nothing. What did I do? No field trips this week? No field trips. No, no, no. Uh... Oh, we went to uh, Day Out with Thomas. No. That's a hell of a time. Is it? It actually is, dude. <laughs> Look, I. It's become one of my favorite things, like my favorite uh, yearly things that we do with my family. I mean, one of my favorite things, well, see, now with the family, I was going to say one of my favorite things is also running the train, just not not with my family. <laughs> so you threw me there for a loop. <laughs> threw me for a track, if you will. Well, my parents were there. My in-laws were there. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and we ran the train. I've seen that <laughs> documentary. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah, get yeah. on the, you go to Greenfield Village <laughs> and you get on the train and you go on t- Thomas the train. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. When yeah, you, you, when you, you run the train, you ride Thomas. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, it's cool. I love Greenfield Village. First oh, it's of so all, good. Uh, we should all go just as a group of friends, adult friends, one night because it's such a cool place to walk around. They have beer. And those are the basically the only two things that we need for a good <laughs> That's time. That's it. That's it's all we cool need. It's a cool place to walk around, and they have beer. Yeah. And they have flavored popcorns. Oh, there you go. And they have homemade donuts and there pork sandwiches. So there you go. why not, you know? Yeah. But it was cool. We went, uh, we rode Thomas for the first time this year, not the last time this year. Ooh. Because we do go to Huckleberry Railroad later this year. 
We're a fucking. We're a you're like a traveling swingers party. We're a fucking. You just ride Thomas wherever Thomas ends up at. Wherever Thomas is, I'm gonna find you, man. Mm. Yum. They don't. They don't call. They don't call him the number one blue engine. Oh my for god! You're no killing reason. me. You're killing me. I didn't do anything. Oh, dude, my allergies have been so bad the last couple weeks. Wait, you just had a hacking fit because of allergies? Because my lungs, my asthma, my oh, lungs. Oh my asthma! My lungs freak out this time of year, and like everything's tight. My allergies are done, dude. Oh, lucky you. Mine, mine go from March until mid, like early March to mid April. Typically, yeah. yeah, I'm jealous. And you know how I usually get those like weird um, basketball dimples on the inside of my eyes? Yeah, you'll know what I'm talking. Oh, about. I don't oh, know I if know anybody what, else. Oh, I know does. what you're talking. And they about. grab onto your yeah. contacts, yeah. and you can't wear your contacts. Gone. That didn't that didn't happen to me this year. Lucky you. First time in like probably ten years. See, I get them every year, but that's only because I wear my monthly contacts for about six months. I did. So <laughs> there you go. So I did that. I have I have daily contacts. Right? Oh, that's even worse. I have daily contacts, and yesterday I realized, oh my god, I've been wearing these for like three weeks straight. Like sleeping in them, and didn't everything? even take them out. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh, oh I don't usually do that. Yeah. I just kept forgetting to do it. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so I can't do it. I go, I go. Oh, and these are dailies too. So like dailies, let less oxygen into your eyeballs. Yeah. So I go. Oh, am I gonna go blind? Like, is that what I've set myself up for? You've you've just been. Um, but I'll just, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you what. I took them out. You know how sometimes when you're starving your eyes of oxygen. You know how sometimes you take your your uh, contacts out and your eyes just feel awful. Like, yeah. it, it almost well, feels like burn. sandpaper yeah, rubbing. Yeah. I took them out. My eyes felt great. I put contacts back in this morning. Everything's. We should probably just try your luck and squeeze some hot sauce in your eye. <laughs> What if I just pour this candle straight into oh, it? Oh, there you go. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on a winning streak. Okay. I'm bound to lose. It's bound to go downhill from here. So, next week I'll have yeah. a good story for you, I think. Okay, good, good. What about you, bud? Uh, How was I went, your trip I went camping. To, how's your trip to Canada? Uh, Canada's great. Uh, Canada is just like America. Believe it or not. <laughs> False. There's, False. There's, <laughs> there's, there's water. No. There's trees. It's not, it's not good water. And when you go to the beer store. Yeah, they stole our water. You were on Lake Erie. <laughs> and when you go to the beer store, right? Yeah. There's guys that walk in buying, explain to the clerk why they're drinking a certain amount of beer because, yeah, can't drink Bud Light anymore. Oh, my God. Were they really? <laughs> Even in Canada. Yep. Wow. Yep. That, far, was a, that was a thing. That was a thing. Far-reaching deal. Wow. That's but, um, crazy, dude. But the glamping weekend was fucking fantastic. You went glamping. You saw pictures, right? I saw um, pictures. Yeah. Dude, it was yeah. gorgeous. I it saw was fucking gorgeous. I saw pictures, and then I was reminded of our show last week when you to- tried to convince me that it wasn't glamping. Oh, no, it's glamping. So, no, I was, just trying, I was just trying to pull the wool over your eyes, yeah, and it okay. didn't work. Well, but, it didn't work. Yeah, no, it was great. Honestly, it was great. It was, um, like, we were right, like... Th- th- 20 yards from the deck that was like on the back of the glamp site yeah <laughs> on the by the dome or whatever mm-hmm. is the drop off to lake erie like it, right. it just is a cliff or whatever and then it goes down we ended up finding our way down there we went to the water a couple of days brought back some rocks international illegal rocks oh no oh, did yeah. you claim them at customs oh no because we're badasses, James. There might be parasites in those rocks. There, there, there could be. That you now brought into America. Could be. They're going to be giant monster or Godzilla. Godzilla 
rocks. But they'll be super polite. (laughs) So they'll just be like, oops, sorry sorry that I just trampled your... So it's Goshzilla? (laughs) (laughs) That's the Canadian Godzilla. Goshzilla. Oh my gosh, Zilla. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, it was was a great weekend. There was... um, it was very quick, you know. We didn't do a ton. We basically just chilled, and that was the the best part, quite frankly. Okay. You know, I had my dick out in the woods once. That was fun. What? Well, that's not terrible. No, no. Honestly, nothing else happened. I just had my dick out in the woods. <laughs> just that's for the it. fun of it. For the fun of it, yeah. <laughs> that's not terribly <laughs> uncommon, though, right? Just like uh, having your dick out in the it's woods. It's fifty-fifty. Yeah. I pretty but, much but every the time Canadian we... woods. Oh, yeah. It's a much nicer experience. <laughs> Even the mosquitoes apologize when they land yeah. on your peck. Or, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Just gonna um, take a little, we, little, little blood here and sorry about it. We did have though a weird thing that happened to us. So, so we go up there, right? We we pull into the guy's property. Um, the way that it works out is like our GPS died about twenty minutes before we got to where <laughs> we were supposed to go. I mean, your GPS died. We lost service, and usually. The GPS will stay active until you get, you know, where you're supposed to go. Ours didn't. It stopped. Once we made a turn and it had to recalibrate, yeah. you couldn't couldn't find its way back. So we so we got to the road where we thought we were supposed to be, and it just stopped us in the middle of the road. <laughs> Nothing around it. You're here. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what the fuck is going on? So we um so we finally get to the place or whatever. We we finally figure out where it's supposed to be at. <clears throat> And when you when you pull up, you park on the street. There's like a little gravel inlet off the road. Yeah. You park on the street, and then it's like a mile hike back to where it is. Oh, really? There's nothing by it at all. There's nobody out there. And even the guy said, there's another campsite that he's in the process of building, but it's not functional yet. So we're the only ones. Oh, so there's nobody else out there? Nobody else. We're just literally in a in a clearing in the middle of the woods on the coast of Lake Erie. This is on this? Nobody around this us. This is on some guy's property? He, well, it was, it's, it's not like his house property. It's just like a parcel of land that he sure, bought. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Right on. Um, so, so we're out there and he's like, there's no one out here. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want. He's like, there's an outside shower, even though it wasn't yeah, That's what up. he tells you. And then you see all the cameras. Yeah, man, you can do whatever the, whatever but, you but he's want. Like, he's like, he's like, if it's hot, you can leave the little, like leave the screen door open with no lock. There's nothing out here. Nothing's going to get you. There's nobody out here. Yeah. Yada, yada, right? Totally sounds like a pitch from a, so, from a serial killer. So we're in. Yeah, just leave the door unlocked. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so, so there's that. So we had a bathroom. There was like an, it wasn't a bathroom bathroom, but it was a, it was a, a shitter. It was a really nice shitter Yeah. with like a nice sliding door. It was one of those compostable toilets. It was still a, <clears throat> it was a box that you sat on. No, it was like a legit throne. A hole. It was a legit throne. Just it was, a, that when it, was you, a, it was a box with a seat on it. When, I saw the pictures. When you got done with it though, you had to throw uh, wood shavings on top of your, <laughs> on top of your deuce. Um, but they had like a sink though. There's a whole vanity in there with one of those, uh, battery powered pump sinks. So we actually had running water in there and whatnot. Oh, cool, yeah. So it was nice. So we're in there at the end of the night, brushing our teeth, just getting ready to walk back to the, to the dome to mm-hmm. go to bed. And we're sitting there brushing our teeth and we both at the same time just hear, hello. What? No, you <clears throat> didn't. Dude, both of our fucking like blood ran cold. We both stopped stared at each other like a did you just fucking hear that like and it wasn't like a yip from an animal it wasn't it it wasn't like a like the sound of like a hoot or or like like it was it was a defined 
hello, like somebody who said it like sort of in distress or if they were lost. Yeah, is what it sounded like. Ugh. And we do we both instant like fucking herpes sized goosebumps oh, I got, all over our I got fucking chills lungs. right now or our, our arms not our lungs our lungs we lost <laughs> well, our yeah, breath too that's why you're wheezing so bad you still got herpes sized goosebumps <laughs> on that's, them that's it but like we both freaked out that we're staring at it like what the fuck was that I would have stayed in the fucking like, shitter for the rest we, of the night well dude. we did for like the next five minutes or so like five ten minutes like we're like like, like we stood there and just stared at each other in <clears throat> complete silence like we were like we were afraid to move honestly yeah like who the fuck is out there there's not supposed to be anybody out here what the fuck is going on and we waited to hear it again, didn't hear it again, didn't hear it again. So I'm like, all right, let's finish up. We'll quickly walk back to the dome. So but, how it was like, but what, when we got it out, was though, maybe like 15, 20 yards from not even, not even that from the, so, so we, so we get out or whatever. We have a big lantern and I look around. We want nothing. There's nobody out there. There's no animal scurrying away. There's nothing, dude. Yikes. And like, and like, like she'll, Kristen will back it up. Like we, it was a defined, like hello like Ugh. human voice defined yeah it was fucking scary as shit like that. <laughs> so the guy that owns the property when we got there and when we left he showed up to kind of bring our shit in on a four by four yeah <clears throat> we had to walk but he carried all of our shit back to our car which is nice yeah and we asked the guy we're like has there been ever any stories like on this land about people that had gone missing or haunted woods or whatever? Oh I know it's God, a, yeah. like, I know it's a really weird thing. And he's like, it's he's like honestly, he's like, this is like Indian land mm. from back in the day. Like this land was, it's never been, you know, developed. Obviously, it's it's you know, it's it's whatever. It's it's yeah. it's, it's land. It's indigenous land. Right. And he's like, who knows whatever the fuck happened here. He's like, I believe in that stuff, so it's possible. He's like, I've never heard of anything like that, but it's possible. So I'm Weird. like, you heard when well, we heard it first, motherfucker. Like, we are the ones. Did you how'd you sleep that night? Like a fucking champ, because we had our nice wood stove. We were warm and glamp glamptastic. It's a fucking <laughs> it's a tent though, you know? Like it was uh at it that was, point at that point I'd be like, okay. I'm in a canvas <laughs> dome, you know, like I, I might die. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I have my girl next to me. We're good. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Well, in the fa- like, could you, so the whole front of it was open. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was could all. You, was there a curtain that could come down or anything? Well, we could have shut a curtain. We never did. Oh, we, right on. Because we wanted to wake up at the sunrise. Sure. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Gore- absolutely gorgeous though. Super beautiful blood moon. That rose over Lake Erie. It was like a full moon yeah. and a blood moon, yeah. which was fucking gorgeous. It's a harvest moon, actually. Harvest moon. Thank yeah, you. I, I, I watched that same moon. You and I were watching the same moon come up at the same time. That's yeah. the real romance story yeah, here. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a it was a great trip. I won't bore everybody else. Um, but before we move on, yeah. Last week on the episode, this isn't necessarily a correction or anything like that. So I'm gonna talk about it now. But we talked about Urban Dictionary a lot. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. And uh, I found something new on Urban Dictionary. Okay. And I want you to look it up live on the air here. All right. <clears throat> so go to go to UrbanDictionary.com. I'm on my way. What am I looking and for? Because we, we love our constituents so very much. Yes. I want you to look up the definition <clears throat> for mindless genius. Mindless. <laughs> mindless genius. Referring to a person or persons with bad taste in music or movies that defends their positioning even against public scrutiny. (laughs) 
stop examples. Stop being such a mindless genius and just like things that are good. Posted by. Posted by Buzzkill. Boom! We are in the lexicon, baby. And March. Josh can go fuck himself. March seventh of twenty twenty three. This has this has like I had nothing to do with this, Josh. By the way, this has officially taken our our feud nuclear. Oh yes, oh yes, it's which, nuclear. Which which fits the uh, the theme of the day because we're talking about monsters born out of nuclear things. Look at you, you man. know. Come on. You couldn't even, could you, could you at least while we're talking shit, could you say the word nuclear, Oh, right? nuclear. I can say it. My tongue got fucked nuclear. up. Nuclear. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's a nuclear guy. Nuclear. He's the guy who nuclear. says nuclear. Nuclear. No, not that either. Nuclear. Um, nuclear. When did you submit this? It was a while ago. It takes a while to put in. <laughs> and when did it, when did it actually, did it just go through? In it the just next... went live about a week ago. Oh my God, yeah. dude. That's hilarious. No, it's not. Your move, bloody good film cast pod. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to promote you by saying the name of your podcast correctly. Nope. Not doing it. Oh, boy. Wow. That's truly disrespectful. And speaking of other things that are disrespectful, sometimes we get things wrong and we act like we didn't get things wrong because we're we're always right and we're smarter than you guys but we actually did get them wrong so why don't we talk about those and get into some corrections stupid you're so stupid well i was <laughs> i was just rereading through uh somebody's urban dictionary <laughs> posting here i'm not going to say who but i will say this since we're getting into corrections uh whoever wrote this didn't have the best grammar in the world. Oh, let's read it. Read it. Refer okay, so mindless genius. Referring to a person or persons with bad taste. Comma. In, uh no. Oh, okay. Referring to a person or persons with bad taste in music or movies. And then it says that defends there. Should be who defends there. Oh, come on. And then it says that defends their positioning. That should just be position. That defends their positioning even against public scrutiny. It should be that defends their positioning, comma, even against public scrutiny. Okay. So so whoever submitted this was kind of a jackass. They were being kind of a mindless genius. <laughs> yes, it's probably the same person that that submitted a definition about like picking off corn off a guy's dick after... You Did know. you actually submit that? No, but I should. I oh, should. Why would you... Dude... <laughs> You submit this one and you didn't submit the bird feeder? <laughs> Priorities, James. All Priorities. Right. Yeah, go. F- okay, anyway, do you have any more con- 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 connections? Con- connections? Yes, I have connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have quite a few. We talked about Stephen King last week and his Bachman books. Yes. I have some follow-ups on those. Okay. Um, you weren't entirely accurate. You said that all of the Bachman books... This was two two weeks ago. Yeah, but... I'm going back to it because I want to be correct on it. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, let's hear. These uh, are corrections after You all. said that the uh, the Running Man was released a week after it was... Not a week. Not a week. <laughs> a year after it was written. It was not. Uh, the Running Man was actually written in 1972. Oh, was but not it? released until 82. So that one was 10 years apart. Uh, Blaze was technically written after Carrie, but he didn't actually finish it because he thought that it wasn't great. 
So like that one kind of got put on the back burner. Okay. And then he wrote Roadwork and Salem's Lot around the same time, like back to back. Okay. And submitted both to his publisher. And when his publisher was like, if we do the vampire book, you're going to be known as a horror writer. Hmm. And he was like, okay, <laughs> people like horror. I'll be the horror writer. And that's why And that's why he went with Salem's Lot and then released Roadwork later on. Oh, cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of... I have a biography on his, like, all of his, his stuff or whatever, and it's, it's, it's a really... It's actually... His personal story is fascinating about how he became what he became, mm. and then, you know, lots of cocaine. <laughs> that's fun. But, well, um, hey, come yeah. on. There was, like, there was some... There was some alcohol in there. A little bit, yeah. That's there was, true. There was also some weed, and there was Cheers. some... Cheers. Maybe pills? I have no idea. I have, that I have no idea. It's definitely cocaine, though. Definitely cocaine. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, you said last week that at the age of 33, most action stars, or all action stars, talking, are past their I was prime. I talking out of my ass. So we're playing a game. Okay. I have five of the world's biggest action stars. Yeah. And the movies that made them famous. And I want you to guess their age. Okay. Okay. Bruce Willis in Die Hard. How old was Bruce Willis when he made Die Hard? How old was Bruce Willis when he made Die Hard? Now, I'm now, s- now, now I will say this. Now, I did not make this com- like, like totally unfair to where you know the answers. There's a smorgasbord here. Sure. So it could be before 35, could be after 35, it could be 35. I'm going to say I'm just saying. I'm going to say Bruce Willis was 38 when he made Die Hard. Bruce Willis was 33 years old when he made Die Hard. 33, okay. Jackie Chan in Rumble in the Bronx. Who uh 31. 40. Was he really? 40, and that was the movie that brought him to the US wow. before his entire US movie. Nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. In the Terminator. Um, Terminator. I'm going to say 41. In the ter- the first Terminator movie, James. Oh. Uh, which was... <laughs> I don't even know what year did that come out. The first Terminator came 87. out in 70-something. 70 70s? I think so. No. I'm fairly certain it was that. Here, look, I'll look it up. You 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 continue thinking about your age. Um, Thinking about my age? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. It makes me depressed. <laughs> Uh, the Terminator came out in 84. 84, okay. Uh, I'm going to say he was 35. 37. Oh, okay. When the Terminator came well, out. Not, not Two more. Okay. Sylvester Stallone in First Blood. 30. 34. Oh, okay. And Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Um, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible was... 33. That's your closest one yet. Yeah. 32. Nice. So at 35 years old, that is not like the the height of their career. That is when most action stars start the the I wouldn't say start that's when, their careers. That's not I wouldn't say that's when most it's action when, you picked five of the biggest actors in all of Hollywood. Did you want me to did you want me to do this all night and go through fifty of them? I picked the top five, James. <laughs> that's like it's a it's it's an average of odds here. I but it's but it's like but it's like but it's like picking out Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh Brett Favre. And fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, then I'll, I'll pick five more next week. I'll pick five more lesser known what I'm, what action I'm, stars. What I'm saying is, 
What I'm saying is the overwhelming majority of people who put themselves through that sort of physical strain aren't doing it until they're 60 years old. That's not what you said last week at all. You said you said the people that do that and put themselves through that strain, they're way younger when they start. All of these people started in their mid-30s. Yeah, it's five people. My point, <laughs> they represent, though, the vast majority here, James. Come on. They represent the vast majority? Oh, my God. Five people represent the vast majority uh, of Hollywood's action okay. stars? No, okay. they don't. Okay. It's just the five most popular ones. Okay. You see what I'm saying here? No, no. You understand why you're wrong? No. Okay. No. You're being a real mindless gene genius yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, uh, I was also wrong on saying that the um, that Dead and Buried was like the 70s version of Dawn of the Dead because Dawn of the Dead came out in 78. So And Dead and Buried came out in the 80s. Uh, I'm sorry. I meant uh, Messiah of Evil. Oh, okay. I meant Messiah of Evil. Um, but yeah, we mentioned it was like, yeah, this is this version of this, it, so but it wasn't. A, you're yeah. being a silly goose. It was being a mindless genius. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, That's all I got. The episode of Twilight, Twilight Zone that I was comparing certain scenes of Messiah of Evil to was entitled, Where Is Everybody? Okay. The one about the guy in the, uh, well, I don't want to give away, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, the guy who's isolated in a town all by himself. And actually, it's season one, episode one. It's the very first oh, really? episode of Twilight okay. Zone. It's very good, too. Um, that's it. That's all I have for corrections. All right. James, what are we doing this week? Well, this week, uh, what are we talking about? Gods, kings, gods and kings, the and, king of the gods, the god Zil- of the kings. And Zillas. And Zillas. What's a Zilla? It's that app where you go on to look for housing, the housing market. Oh, Zilla. Yeah, oh, that's, Z- that's how I found <laughs> <laughs> That's how I found this, this was a really misleading <laughs> misleading <laughs> listing. I showed up to see a colonial and I ended up getting burnt with blue fire. <laughs> so we so we uh we watched Godzilla 2014. Yes. And Kong Skull Island 2017. We have briefly talked about Godzilla 2014 uh way back in episode 23. I think it was 23. Uh, oh, was the, it really? We're going to be big in Japan episode. Yep. And that was two years after we had first seen it at the drive-in, where where I say we saw it, but we only saw half of it because drive-ins start movies way too early, and that movie's really dark. Well, <laughs> So it doesn't shock me that we weren't able to see half of it. We were also on screen number one, which was the worst screen to see it on because screen number one is on the east side of the drive-in yeah so the screen faces west it faces the the, the screen and the sun were facing each other it faces the direction where the sun goes down so like the first 45 minutes of the movie was we you couldn't see a damn thing we we heard it yeah we sounded awesome yeah it sounded great but so here's here's the issue though i watched it during the day today still can't I had all the shades yeah. drawn in my house? If there's one, it's a really, if, really dark movie. If there's one small ray of light coming through your 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 blinds yep. while you're watching this movie, you can't see shit. I watched it. I, we'll get into this later, but like I watched it though at six o'clock in the morning the other day. Yeah, like right when I woke up in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple hours before Kristen woke up, and I was like, I'm gonna watch fucking Godzilla. <laughs> And it was nice, but by seven o'clock, the sun starts coming up. Yeah. But luckily, I can shut the blinds, and sure. I was fine. But yeah, 
Um, yeah. You so, have to watch it though in like a super dark environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to go along with Godzilla mm-hmm. and King Kong. No, Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Sorry, I was just meaning the characters. But uh, from founders, this is Four Giants Imperial IPA. Yeah. Now you be one, Now you might be wondering. <clears throat> you're only talking about two giants, and this is called Four Giants. Well, we have no reason for that. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, giants, the, okay? I mean, I mean, each of them fights a, a foe in the movie. Yeah, but each of them fights several foes. So it's so like, Godzilla has two monsters that he fights in it, two mutas. Yeah, but only one of them is really huge, right? True, and then Godzilla or King, King Kong. Kong rather only fights one super, super big. huge one. So, yeah, so there's there's, a, there's really only four giants, right? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, okay. So this is Four Giants from Founders. This is an Imperial IPA. It is a 9.2%er, so watch yourself, Woo! Michael. Uh, really no write-up to speak of? No? No. Just make one up. It's uh... <laughs> Make one up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not feeling creative right now. Um, oh, look at how nicely that just went. slides in. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's just give this a try. All right, James. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. I have a milkshake going on. Oh, wow. Look at, look at this head. That's like three inches ahead. Notice how I call it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me with the old Belgian dip. God, wipe yourself <laughs> off, man. That's a lot. <laughs> That's really a lot. Hey, really? Mike is covered, and especially since you're already wheezy, now you just breathed a bunch of <laughs> beer head into your lungs. Beer head. <laughs> oh. oh, it's gross. <laughs> um, uh, every time like Kristen goes to kiss me for the next week, she's just gonna smell beer in my mustache. Why don't you wash that fucking thing? Wait, you shower more than once a week? No. <laughs> But I don't have a disgusting I, mustache. I have to apologize for this wheeze that everyone's hearing all night tonight. It's it's worse than really James's gnarly. sniffle when he has allergies, which is also gross to listen to. So I apologize. Yeah, for we it, need but... we need um, mute buttons on our microphones. Well, for uh, impossible for me now because it's literally just breathing. <laughs> like I can't mute every single time I breathe. It's literally <laughs> like, and you also you tend to talk until you're at the very bottom, like. Like, I I'll talk I'll I'll say a few things and then I take a short breath. You tend to talk until there's no more air in your lungs and then you, you go, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's and when it, and when you're when you're getting all asthma y, it's asthma y. Yeah, that's yeah. a real word. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it sounds like you're dying. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm dying sometimes. You sound like the mummy. Those <gasps> <laughs> dry flaky lungs. <laughs> Yep. Uh, what absolutely. about this beer? What do you think oh, of this beer? Um, it's okay. Honestly, it's okay. It's not my favorite. I'm just sort of like I'm. I'm kind of like set in my ways at this point. I really like hazy IPAs. Sure. Like those ruined beer for me. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because nothing else is as good. No, like I like like utility beer. I love right yeah. beer flavored beer and hazy IPAs. I love. Yeah. Because they're just they taste like good times sure you know what i mean fruit fruit beers also have like their own little pedestal yeah i feel like and imperial it, like, like anything else i'm just like yeah you tried but yeah, well, whatever. Here's the thing. with imperials i feel like imperial is just another word for stronger 
right? Yeah. Yep. And I just don't know that I always need to have stronger versions of those flavors. Right. Like, I kind of just like what I like. And don't get me wrong, it's not that it tastes bad. It's just not what I would necessarily grab. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't. I this is not this is not something I would go for just on on my own time. No, you no. know, like if I saw this, if, if if and when I see this again in the cooler, I'll just be like, yeah, I'll pass that up. I'm gonna go for. Something. I'll literally I'll grab a can I'll grab a can of it and I'll walk up to the front and I'll look at the guy behind the cash register. I'll smash it in his face like that one guy did with the twisted T to the other guy. <laughs> oh fuck. Damn, that That's what I'll video. do with this beer. Okay. To yeah. a giant, though. Right? To a giant. To well, a yeah. Giant. Only if he's giant, obviously. Because <laughs> I want to die. Yeah, this this tastes... I mean, if you've had an Imperial IPA before, that's what this tastes like. It just uh, like I don't like. It's not. It's not that. Uh, it's not that great. It. It's like I'm not. I'm not impressed with you just tasting like you have a lot of alcohol in you. Sure. You know what I mean. Sure. And that's what it is. It's kind of like a. It's. It's. It's like that guy that shows up at a party that just, just brags about all the things that he is. Yeah, he's, he's like, like fucking fucking, fucking name dropping <laughs> and he's like telling you all the cool shit he does. And I'm yeah. just like, hey, man, I'm just trying to have a fucking bush light and chill out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But have you seen my IPA? <laughs> like, have you seen my Imperial IPA? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not bad beer, but it's uh, it's not. It's not my favorite. No, it's not. I'm looking at the other Imperial IPAs that we've had in the past. Um, Shorts had one. Uh, we had an Arcadia one. We had a Fat Orange Cat one. Um, I did like the Fat Orange Cat. Yeah, the Bell's Imperial Red was really good, though, because the flavor of a red is amazing. The flavors. The flavors of the red uh, is amazing, though. So, like, like a stronger red I'm all about, right? But, like, a stronger just IPA, I feel like an IPA is perfect as is. Yeah, you know, I the the one that I'll go uh, hop slam. Well, that's sure, the one that sure. I'll kind of make exception for, that's got which s- I haven't had in a long time. But, but that's like, got a bite to it that this doesn't have. So plus, it so it adds something different. Plus, it's got like a it. strong like honey flavor to it, it does, as yeah. well. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, absolutely that's four giants from Founders. It is uh, it is a beer. And it is what, what is it? It is a beer. <laughs> it's a beer, and it and it's uh, if you're into imperial IPAs, it's probably pretty damn good. Yeah, but I don't really care about. We it think that it's much. okay. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into some trailer trash. All right, James, my boy. Uh, yes, we have two trailers. One I've watched. One I have not watched. So, which one do you want first? I want to see the one that you have watched. Okay. All right, that's fair. Uh, we got a trailer for The Meg 2. Because it's like a lover that you've already taken. It's like if I have a choice between a lover you've taken and a lover you haven't taken, I'm going to take the lover you've taken already. So that way, at the end of the night, I've got a fresh lover you haven't taken. So what you're saying is that you actively want sloppy seconds first. First. Okay. And then I'll, I'll and then I'll round off the night with to get that to get my taste out of your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, the Meg Two, starring Jason Statham again. This is the Megalodon movie. Uh, we did the Meg One uh, last summer, or two fun. summers ago, yeah, or something like good, that. It was a good time. So there's a new one coming out. Uh, this is the trailer. It. Um, I've not actually seen this one, but it's got Jason Statham. Wait, I thought you said you have seen. No, it. No, no, I've seen the other one. I, I said I wanted to start with your sloppy seconds. Oh, fuck. I, That's I all right. That just up. no, just roll the meg. That's fine. Joke's on you. You're getting you're getting <laughs> me at the end, and you're never gonna be able to wash it out. Uh, this is the Meg True. The Barracuda. I know what happened. What? I know what happened. What? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. (laughs) Jason Statham. One of you. uh, To star in the Meg One, he probably had to have steak in the movie. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So then he took his steak and he went to Asylum Pictures and he goes, I want to make the Meg Two (laughs) at Asylum. And that's what we got. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it looks fun as shit. Oh yeah. It also looks terrible. Yeah, the, C- <laughs> the CG looks kind of abysmal. Um uh but it looks yeah, it looks like a a ton of fun. It really it really does. There's giant octopuses and giant other things. Like it's it's not just a shark this time. I like how they just completely ignore uh the 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 physics of being underwater too like when they were in their their uh underwater like their deep sea diving suits mm-hmm. and they were running on the bottom of the ocean floor it wasn't slow motion at all or anything <laughs> they're just it's literally like they're running track yep yep <laughs> that sounds about right stupid as shit but it looks fun jason statham doesn't even sound like he cares about this movie at all like every single one of his his lines just seemed very I'm here. <laughs> I'm 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 doing the scene. What do you want from me? Well, you also pointed out that he's he stopped aging. He did. Like he's just he just got to a certain point and he's like, Yeah, it's far enough. His body, his body's like, I'm done. Yes, that's that's good right there. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking stopped. Will, I hope I hope I can do that when the time comes. Will I see this the second it comes out? Absolutely. Fucking hell, so, dude. Look yeah. forward to that uh, in theaters. When does this come out? Um, does it say? Do we have a Do we have a date for it? I don't think so. I don't think there's a date for it yet. Uh, oh, August fourth, my birthday! It comes out on my birthday. It's James. kismet. We're going right, to the drive-in. So, so that's what's happening. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the Meg for my birthday this year. Hell yeah! Moving on to the next trailer. Uh, this is a movie called God Is a Bullet. Ever heard of this? No. Neither had I. No, never. This is starring Makia. Sorry, Micah, Micah Monroe, Micah, and uh, she's pretty unfucking recognizable in this. Uh, it's more of like an action thriller, but I think it still fits the bill, so we're gonna watch it. Okay. So here we go. This is called "God Is a Bullet." Hello. Take a look. 
This is God. Damn, dude, that looks intense. Right? It kind of um, it kind of reminds me of um Death Sentence. Uh Death Sentence and Mandy. Yeah. Not absolutely not, not visually Mandy, but like the, the story. The story yep, yep. Uh Mandy for sure. Um man, that looks good though. I think it looks fantastic. Really good. You know what I'm not looking forward to? What? I'm not looking forward to all the activists being like, why don't you fucking cast a person with real impetigo? Play a guy that has a pigment problem. Well, first of all, infantigo is a bacterial infection. <laughs> what, what, what am I? What am I talking about? Vitiligo. Vitiligo. Sorry, sorry. You get what I'm saying, though. Like, no, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the people to come out there and be like, "Why does it have to be Jamie Fox? He doesn't have that." Jamie Fox doesn't have vitiligo. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> you know why? Because Jamie Fox is Jamie fucking Fox. That's yeah, why. Because he's a good actor. Isn't um, he like? Banged up in the hospital right now. Like he's there's, there's some shit going on with Jamie him right Fox. Now. Yeah, what he's to him? he's been in the hospital for weeks. Why do I feel? I feel like I heard about this, but my brain. Yeah, is he's got some, he's got right something now. going on. Yeah. Um, what is it? Though? I don't. I I have no idea. It's oh, not even shit. a part of the news. I just, it's coming to me like literally as we're talking. Like I feel like I've I've read this, and he's been not good lately we're gonna have to look this up <laughs> we will we will we'll do that for the news but uh, uh a... yeah fucking jamie lannister you didn't did you watch no did, did you watch game of thrones sorry uh nick nicolaj i can never remember his real nicolaj uh was he the main guy yeah okay and yeah. i'm not even sure that's how you say his first name it's n-i-k-o-l-a-j how would you say that nicolaj 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 I'm just going to call him Jamie Lannister. He looks badass. This also reminded me too of like, I'll watch documentaries sometimes of we're about to get a sting. Don't, don't let that. Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, I sometimes like late nights for some reason when I'm, when I'm sitting down here doing, uh, leather work, I like to watch the (laughs) (laughs) leather work, baby. (laughs) Leather work. Gotta work it out. (laughs) Work out that rawhide. Um, I like to watch The Office, mm-hmm. or I like to watch old comedy movies that I just like know by heart. It's like The Pest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like The Pest. <laughs> or I like to watch, for some reason, I like to watch uh, documentaries about like gangs and sure, shit like sure, that. Yeah. And this reminds me of sometimes you'll see uh, uh, guys who go undercover. There's like a really famous story about a guy who went undercover in the devil's, uh, uh, the hell's angels. Have you ever heard any of this shit? I feel like I know what you're talking about. There was a cop who went undercover in the hell's angels and he went all out. Like, and the reason this reminds me of like, he got the tattoos, like he he got his body tattooed, grew his hair out, grew a beard. Like, yeah, yeah, he literally became a hell's angel. Yeah. And that's what this reminded me of because uh, Michael Monroe is is essentially telling this father that her uh, his his daughter's been sucked into this cult and she might be dead or whatever, and he needs to like in order to infiltrate this cult, he needs to become one of them. And at one point, he's like, "I've nobody said anything about tattoos." And then the next thing you see is he's, he's getting his whole torso about, tattooed. Yep. Like that's fucking that's how badass is that though? If you go if you undercover to like save your daughter from some crazy shit, 
Like, I know that you're not going to do that for the recognition, but after all was said and done, the tattoos you have on your body, would you get those covered up? Or no. would you, or would you use this as a reminder of what you did for no, your No, it's like, I mean, it's... It, it's kind like, of badass, right? L- like, in a way, I... Like, there's cultures where warriors get tattoos in order, like, to, to like, mark that part, that part of their life, right? Yeah. So, why would that not be one of those parts That's of true. your life? Like, you so got So, what do your these... tattoos represent? <laughs> unless, unless, unless you're getting swastikas tattooed all over <laughs> you, and then I'm... Uh, maybe get those Yeah, removed. then maybe get those covered up, but, uh... So, so what's, what, uh, what badass story do your tattoos tell? So my daughter got kidnapped in space, right? <laughs> okay. And then she oh, was... she got abducted by aliens. And then okay. she was put okay. into a space rock and uh, jettisoned down to Earth. So into a and spaceship it, back it, to Earth. And it yep. turned out that she she uh, landed in Detroit. Yep, that makes so sense. So I boarded the people mover to try and find her, but she was actually in a plane. But the plane only had one wing. A UFO. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the and then she got dropped into the Detroit River and then burned to death. And then I gra- <laughs> no, I grabbed her right before the, de- the before Woodward Avenue dropped off into oh, into hell. Yeah, so I get it now. I get it. Now. Yeah, it's all part it's, of my story, man. It's a great story. It's all part of my story. It's a great story. Um, yeah, that looks dope, though. I I think that looks like uh, it looks intense. I agree. Um, I think I saw a guy getting attacked by a fucking venomous snake in his yep. car at one point in time. Yep. yep. Which was really cool. That's what um, I do to my enemies. <laughs> yeah, I just and I love a good revenge story. Sure. Love it. Dude, yeah, as long as it's, a good revenge story needs to be a believable, mm-hmm. it needs to be brutal, and it needs to be satisfying. What was that Kevin like, That's it. What was that Kevin Bacon one we watched? That's- it was early on in the it was just called Revenge, wasn't it? No, it's a uh, death sentence. Death sentence, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie was awesome. Brutal, brutal. Ever want to see a guy get his kneecap shot off by a shotgun? That's your movie. And I do. It's almost fa- on a daily fantastic. basis. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that looks good though. I'm I'm stoked for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that, all right. I did that totally on purpose. Oh yeah, sure. All right. Those were the trailers. We are sufficiently trashed. Now it's time to get into the bleed feed. All right, James, uh, we do have one death to get to this week. Oh, uh, no. Special effects artist Bill Basso has passed away. Uh, Bill Basso worked on an, a metric fuck ton of the most important movies ever. Uh, Tremors, Predator 2, Jurassic Park, just to name a few. Pretty pretty big movies. I guess. Right? I never, never heard of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he passed away on uh, May fourth. He was sixty years old. Ooh, not sure exactly. Not sure what he passed away from, but uh, you know what? The guy did. He left behind a massive body of work. Uh, he worked on stuff. Uh, he worked for Stan Winston mostly his studios. Nice. So he worked on Monsters. He worked on Tremors, Bride of Reanimator, Edward Scissorhands, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Batman Returns, Jurassic Park, Interview with a Vampire, Congo, Doctor Moreau, The Relic, Lost World, just just a ton. Like the guy I, guy worked on everything. I think I recognized a couple of those titles. A couple of them. Yeah. Uh, he was also on board for special effects for Tales from the Dark Side. Um, like I said, Predator Two, Small Soldiers. He worked on like like yeah, dude dude was everywhere. 
So uh, rest in peace to Bill Basso. Yeah, rest in peace. Too bad. All right, not uh, not a ton of movie news to get to this week, but there's some fun stuff. Uh, the Muppets Mayhem is a show that came out. Uh, it, I think it finally premiered this past week on Disney Plus. It's the new Muppets show about uh, the Muppets band and their humble beginnings and all that kind of stuff. Sure. I think beginnings. I've not actually watched it. Uh, we noticed. <laughs> We noticed earlier this week that uh, there's a Proto Men poster in the background. Oh, you haven't watched it? No. Where'd you get that screenshot from? Somebody sent it to me. And I oh. thought it was interesting, so I sent it to you. Oh, see, but... I was giving you credit. I was like, oh, look at Eagle Eye Mike. <clears throat> oh, it no. Turns no, out no, you're not no, Eagle no, Eye no, at no, all. No, 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 no. What a dickhead. Now, granted, would I have noticed it? Absolutely. It's pretty it's pretty prominent. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> I I wouldn't have noticed it. No, well. It's fu- it's a blurry Proto Men poster in the background of one shot well i wouldn't have noticed it'll it. be better next time this oh. is just a proto type <laughs> nailed it anyway though uh the proto men the band that we super like they have a poster in the background which makes them canon in the muppets mythology oh right think about well, it that it, i mean isn't muppets mythology is essentially it's it's our mythology right it's like they're it is technically they're alive in our current timeline yeah and if that's the case then this other thing also exists in our timeline what and that is peter jackson's meet the feebles <laughs> really? because apparently there was a crossover in the series where the meet the feebles muppets exists now in the real world with <laughs> the muppet muppets that's awesome um this is the world that i want to live in so i'm happy with it yes if it's all one and the same fuck yeah sign me up <laughs> At, that's uh that that that's just it um that's just uh weird nerd news for us but we like it um okay speaking of weird things james have you ever met a vagina with teeth uh only on the rarest of occasions yeah yeah, yeah. at the traffic light <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and fucking brian know um <laughs> I went to offer her a dollar, and she robbed me of a hundred more <laughs> with her she, vagina. She held you up with her teeth. <laughs> anyway, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Did you thought, just have a stroke? I, I think I might have. Any, anyway, any, anyway. I thought we were anyway. screwing up on our recording here. Um, anyway, uh, teeth. We did the movie Teeth for the show. Yeah. Apparently, we're getting a musical adaptation of Teeth. Okay. All I can hope for here, right, is that it's like a cross between teeth and Little Shop of Horrors, and it's a singing vagina with teeth. That is the only way it makes this better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're going to make a teeth musical and the vagina doesn't itself sing. Right? Then What's the point? What are you even doing? What's the point? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's happening, though, on uh, <laughs> Off-Broadway God, I hope it comes. Of course, in. it's off Broadway. Well, sure, it's not going to be on Broadway. It's off, off, off Broadway. I hope to God it comes to Detroit because I'm. We're gonna go. Oh hell yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, dude. Um, apparently previews are slated to begin in February 2024, so we got a little bit of time before that. But uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> we've um we've been talking about this forever. This is the biggest news of the week. We've been talking about this forever. There's been hints dropped. There's been people talking about it. We finally have confirmation 100% Beetlejuice 2 is happening. 
Very nice. It is happening officially. Uh, Tim Burton also has casted some other people. Most notably, Willem Dafoe is going to be in <laughs> Beetlejuice 2 playing. We actually know his role. He's going to be playing a law enforcement officer in the afterlife, which is just perfect. Yeah, that's it's just perfect. That sounds <laughs> ideal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Jenna, Jenna Ortega is joining Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Catherine O'Hara also coming back. So this is uh, the real deal. This is what Danny Elfman was talking about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yep. That's it. That We're getting sounds, it. Every 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 aspect of that sounds fantastic, yeah. dude. This is one of those movies that doesn't really feel like it came too late. It kind of feels like it's coming at the perfect time. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, Just like me. Every time. Um, yeah. Every time. I'm looking at this picture of Willem Dafoe and you saying that you're coming at the perfect time every time <laughs> into, into that mouth. Is just beautiful to me. Is that from the Northman? Yes, it's a oh beautiful. God. It's a beautiful screenshot. <laughs> yeah, I'd hit it. Yeah, well, I'd know. hit it. I'd smash. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, there, I'm sorry. There was one other piece of news. My apologies. Oh, so, you, so you just hit us with the biggest I piece did, of news. I did, and now you're gonna fizzle out. I'll be, I'll be quick. We like Stephen King. We like James Wan. James Wan is producing an adaptation of the Stephen King story from uh, Skeleton Crew called The Monkey. Oh. Have you read The Monkey? No. Okay. No, I haven't. So this means a lot to people who have read The Monkey. <laughs> All right, James, what's going on next? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's it for the news. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about gods and kings. Yes. And god kings. And king gods. King gods. King gado. King, king gado. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. do star wars and godzilla have in common i don't know gareth edwards directed both oh i thought this that's was... my segue <laughs> <laughs> thought this was gonna be a joke uh nope i got i got nothing okay there's nothing there's nothing joke worthy about either of those franchises so there you go there's nothing funny about it uh godzilla from 2014 the american reboot of an unnecessary reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Reboots on reboots. We already did it in 98, people, and it was amazing. Yeah. Why, why did we need to do it again? Damn near perfect. This should have been a sequel. If nothing else, this should have been a sequel yeah. to the Matthew, Matthew Broderick classic. Right. Just saying. You agree. Reptilicus or uh, Iguanodon lives. <laughs> Iguanodon lives. Iguanodon. Anyway, though, uh, Gareth Edwards, who directed Monsters, which is a movie we both fucking love. I did like Monsters. Really yeah. liked. Uh, and then he did Rogue One. Mostly because Scoot, what, what the hell's his name? Scoot McTeary. Scoot Mc... Is that I his know, name? I have no idea. That's what we're going to call him, though. It's like Scoot McNary or so something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Mostly just because he's in it, because I like <laughs> saying his name, Scoot. <laughs> but uh, he also did Rogue One, which is one of the better new Star Wars movies that they've made. I didn't see Rogue One. Of course you didn't. Um, I, dro- I dropped off Ever since off your after. cousin died, you don't watch good movies anymore. Which cousin? Yeah. 
Oh, that one. Yeah. See, I've I've kind of written them off. Yeah, because I, I mean, drank. Why, why would you remember? I drank that? some. Why would you remember him? There's I drank, nothing. I tried nothing so, to remember. I tried some of his strawberry surprise, his double strawberry surprise. Puked my guts out. Yeah, right. Ever, ever since then, I was like, maybe it's better that he's dead. You puked you exactly. <laughs> I agree full heartedly, Jim. I'm so happy that you're on my side of this. But uh, you know, he was the guy that made you watch movies that weren't horror movies, mm-hmm. right? So ever since then, you don't watch good movies like Star Wars. That's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Do you have any other cousins by chance? I've got several cousins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have any from? Uh, Germany by chance? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should call upon him. Or maybe England. Is he a Nazi? Because that'd be even better. Or maybe France. He's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a Nazi. Well, well, we'll see. Uh anyway though, Gareth Edwards directed or Monsters we will not Rogue see. One and <laughs> going past that. Godzilla 2014. 2014. I said that twice. I said that twice wrong. 2014. 2014. There we yeah. go. Uh, so this is the movie uh, that rebooted Godzilla for an American audience. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, the MonsterVerse is but Legendary and... Who was it? It's Legendary and Warner... Is it Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Yes. Uh, they... Brought back to life for for the American audience. Yeah, and um, uh, spoilers: we liked all these movies. So you know we're we're going to talk about them, but there's nothing bad about these movies whatsoever. So if you came here for the typical shit talking, yeah, you're out of luck, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> who's Chuck? The the guy who's out of luck. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck you, Dane, Chuck. Dane Cook. Uh, the world is beset by the appearance of monstrous creatures, but one of them Bes- may. Be- Beset. Beset. <laughs> Beset. How, how do you put a long E on that word? <laughs> the world is beset. <laughs> the world is beset by the appearance of monstrous creatures, but one of them may be the only one who can save humanity. Yes. It's a pretty it's a pretty broad synopsis, in fairness. Uh, but it is true, though. It's not, it's not broad. It, it pretty much fucking breaks the whole thing down, dude. You know, but it is true. Um, I still think that this movie could connect to 98, but that's just me. How so? It's got Godzilla in both. <laughs> but Godzilla, so Godzilla in 98, first of all, was female? It did lay a bunch of eggs. That's true. I suppose it could be... It's pregnant, yes, because remember Matthew Broderick went and got a bunch of uh, yeah. pregnancy tests from the local CVS? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't work. This one's obviously a male. This one's a bachelor. Yeah. That's why he's fucking shit up. Yeah. Because he's just going out on like a Saturday night and just like fucking shit up. Yeah. <laughs> With Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't see how it could tie into 98 because 98 was the worst, right? Well, it's yeah, it's, it's also not a Godzilla movie. It's, it's an Iguanodon movie. It's an Iguanodon movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So here's the one thing that I will say that 98 got slightly right. Godzilla in this movie, in this 2014 remake, looks fucking awesome. He looks big. Yeah, he looks amazing. Big and beastly, and his his scream is gnarly as shit. His blue fire is gnarly as shit. Mm-hmm. God, the first time you see the blue fire in this the, movie? The first, time you, the first time you see his feet, though, it's like... 
it's like uh it's like like you need to cut back on the salty snacks or something like <laughs> it doesn't this doesn't it, like just because his body is big and bulky doesn't mean he needs cankles you know what i mean <laughs> you think he has cankles in this movie? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Does he? Okay. There's no definition between the knee and the ankle and the maybe, foot. Maybe that's just how he is. That's the classic definition of a cankle. Yeah, maybe that's just how he is, though. That's fine. I don't want to body shame him or anything. Well, you are. But maybe You're body shaming Godzilla right But now. maybe do some calf raises. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... It's just like straight down from the knee to the foot. <laughs> anyway, uh, the American remake, remake of don't, Godzilla. Don't anyway me no, like I'm. Any, I'm, I'm anyway. Don't anyway me like I'm talking about unimportant shit here. This is important shit. So this is the movie. I'm. I'm just glossing over you, by the way. Uh, this is the movie that is starring Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Olsen. Not a snack. Not at all. Not at all. Not. F- no. No. <laughs> <clears throat> Gosh, I hear. <clears throat> I'm, I'm out of practice. Fine. <laughs> there it is. Lay you down. Ooh, oh, you even got the lay. Yeah, you down. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, this was actually one of Elizabeth Olsen's first big movies. It's funny because I forget that she was not a child actor. No. She jumped into the game way late in the late game. Late to the game. And uh, she, had to, she had to wait until her sisters were off doing their fashion empire before this, she could edge her way in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Yeah, coattails. Uh, <laughs> she though starred in this movie, which is 2014, which is the first year that Scarlet Witch also made her debut. In a, it was like a, it was like a uh, uh, one of those like 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 after credit scenes. So the first time that you see her was technically 2014. So her whole career oh, really? really took off. In the mid twenty tens. Well, she was in that. Uh, she was in that. And one... it took off and never stopped. She quite was frankly. Oh yeah, she was in that movie that we have never done that we should have done a long time ago. Uh, what the hell was it called? It was something house. Silent house. The silent house. Yeah, I so I own that. I uh, bought it at Big Lots for three dollars. I just never watched it. It's a like it's a it's an eighty minute long wonder. Like, why have we never talked about this before? Well, coming weeks, we're gonna do two Warner movies. Is there another? Is there another movie that's just like a, a rope? Fo- a, rope. Rope. What's Alfred, that? Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. It's a Warner. oh oh Hitchcock. It's yeah. a. Is it really? It's a, it's a one shot. Yep. Really. Yep. Uh, yes. But yeah. But yes, it is. <laughs> the air quotes don't like like <laughs> well, Silent is. House is literally a one shot. I think. Okay, so we'll see. I don't believe that any one-shot movies are actual oneers. I think they're made to portray that they're oneers. Okay, I don't believe. We'll look into it. I don't believe that any oneer is actually a oneer. Well, regardless, but yes, regardless, we'll we're gonna look into it, and we're probably gonna yep. do that on an upcoming episode uh, because we can. Yeah, because it's our show. Also, uh, let's see here. You have Ken Wanatibe. Wat- Watanabe. Watanabe. Oh, I almost had that right. No, you didn't even have I, it close. I almost had that nope, right. not at all. Uh, he's Dr. Ishiro. Um, let's see, who else? Who's who's his assistant? I don't have them written down here. Oh, that was a... Uh, that was... Um, no, that's... I had the rest of the, I was gonna the say Brody Vivian family Gr- here, but... What the hell was her name? Um, let's see here. Well, well, while you're figuring that out, you have uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Who was plays- that Viv- Viv- it was Vivian Graham, wasn't it? Sorry. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that who it was? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Vivian Graham plays his assistant. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays Ford Brody, who is the son of Brian Cranston. I didn't realize who he was until the end of the movie. He's Kick-Ass. He's the guy that plays Kick-Ass. The grown, the yeah. grown-up version? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Oh, no way. No wonder I thought he was a terrible actor in this movie. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yeah, I didn't think it was great. Oh, I didn't yeah. think he was. I didn't think he was bad. Yeah, not bad. I wouldn't say bad. Just not great. Like he's just he's he's serviceable. That's that's about the extent that I would give him. I thought he was pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like for this for for what you were getting in this movie. I thought he was pretty good. An amazing Godzilla movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he. I I'd say he fit in pretty well. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have picked up on the fact that he was kick-ass, though. Yeah, it was him. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this is a story of, um, it starts with Brian Cranston. So Brian Cranston absolutely gets psychoed in this movie. Spoilers. It's old enough. You should know this by now. But yeah. uh, he does. But it starts off with Brian Cranston and uh, his wife. They work at a nuclear power plant in Japan. Yeah. And they, uh, they, they, they come to understand that there is seismic activity. They can't figure out what it is, and there's an, an emergency with it. Like, they've been tracking it for a bit. They don't know what it is. They get called in one night because the seismic activity is off the charts. That results in something erupting underneath the power plant site, and his wife dies in the very beginning of the movie. It's a very intense scene. It's a very intense like scene. Like him just... Him, I almost rolled a tear. I'm not even kidding. Him, like it's sad as shit. Him standing at that door... Yes. With his hand on the, because he has the guy switch it to manual. Yep. And knowing that his wife is running toward him, but the but the the gas from the breach is Gets running faster. Like in him having to, the way he screams right before he hits the button is fucking intense. And then yeah, dude. and then when he hears, and then the, she shows up like yeah. a minute later. Oh my gosh! And, and he Awful. has to look at her through the door, knowing that he can't let his wife out. Yeah. And she pulls off her gas mask, and she's just like breathing that but radiated air. In fairness, what would have happened? What would have you happened? Open the door, even just a little bit. That's kind of, like, like that's kind like, of what I of, thought. Like if you just let a little bit eke out, <laughs> and you let and you let your wife through, like, like would it like, really can been? Can we can we just go into like a, a, a chamber where like, we're, we're by ourselves or whatever? You know, we get tested out, make yeah. sure we're good. That's kind of what I was thinking yeah. too. Like it would have. The little tiny bit that would have come in would have maybe, dissipated. Maybe he didn't like her. I don't know how radiation works though. Also, <laughs> so. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how it starts. And then, so then it's it's him. It's it's funny because you think that's like the major like death, right? You think that's like the major twist. He loses his wife at the beginning of the movie. And then there's another thing that happens where we lose Brian Cranston. And this is where I'm talking about how he gets psychoed out. He's like the big star that was that was advertised for this movie. Yeah. And he's dead within the first half hour of the movie. And it's well, it's not the first half hour, but it's forty five. Um it's but it's like it's also like an inglorious death, you know? Like it's he gets you you see him like it's it's after the first uh Muto has hatched at the the site and he and he's like on a catwalk and the catwalk gets pulled over you don't really see him 
go down. Like you just see the catwalk that he's standing yeah. on. Yeah, get it's implied that over. he got caught. caught and up then in it. and then he's like up in a helicopter on a stretcher, and he just suddenly just you know dies. And you're you're like, holy shit! Like I thought this is Brian Cranston. Sure, I thought this was supposed to be the guy throughout they, the whole movie. Yeah, they give him every every opportunity to survive, but then they just kind of cut him loose. Yeah. Yeah, and not in and, and not in some epic way, like and and in that way, I kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like I, like it, with that kind of character, you would expect some hero's death. You sure. know, like he died because he was diving into the jaws of the beast to save his family. No, not really. Like he was just he was in an accident and he fucking dies in the helicopter ride on the way to the the aircraft carrier. Pretty like, much, that's the way it One, goes. One thing that I didn't like about his death is that it never really set up a main character for the rest of the movie. There's really not. After that point, it jumps between his son, it jumps between Godzilla himself, it jumps between the scientists or whatever. Like they're all sort of mains. Not none of them though have like a main like through line. You know what that, I'm saying? I think that kind of works though. It it works on one sense, but I also feel like it makes the rest of the movie a little bit fragmented. Not not bad, but fragmented. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong, you but know? like you no, know, you're not wrong at all, but how when you have when you have so much to get across in a in a short period of time because at this point you're talking almost an hour into the movie. And now you have to wrap up all these loose ends. If you reestablished a main character, well, that's kind of what I'm saying, though. Their 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 decision to kill Brian Cranston off, they didn't have to do that. That was a choice that they made. I know, you know, it, like I know, but it was like kind of a good choice. I though, agree, and, it was I, a and I like the story of his son. It's just that his son's not the main story going through. It's just a story that they go back to, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if they made him. Because they really, they focus on him a lot. I would say he's sort of the main character sort going of, on from that but, point. But you but also if they get made, what I'm saying, though, But if they made him not... the full-on focus for the rest of the movie, you'd be missing out on a lot of the other sure. stuff that was going I on. I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying there was a better way to do it. It's just, it's a weird, it was a weird choice to make to yep. have the, the second, like, three quarters or two thirds of the movie be not about the characters that, Sorry, I'm like really <laughs> weird right now. There it is. Uh, not about the characters that you established in the first third of the movie. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once you break apart from that, it's kind of like a bunch of different like like icebergs kind of floating on their own. Yeah. They're all accessible and you can go back to them at either time, but they're not connected. Right. That's all. Yeah. Um, I also, though, I, I thought that the, the idea that they wrapped the whole movie up with this overarching story of monarch which is something they introduce into mm -hmm. these movies that is the connective tissue between all of the monsterverse movies right was genius i loved it i i love world building movies i think that godzilla is perfect for it i think that king kong is perfect for it we'll yeah. get to that in the next movie yeah um and i and i love i love the they don't give a whole lot away about it it's very much the way they did shield in the marvel movies like right. they kind of give you just a little bit per movie yeah and they're really building to something else and i hope to god you know we are as of this recording we're four movies deep so these are the first two we'll do the next two in a couple weeks but 
I really hope that they continue these movies beyond the the four or five that they have on the slate. You know what I'm saying? I I really do because, because it's, it's set up kind of perfectly for it, at least Mm -hmm. as of what we've seen. And I love that. Um, I think that the, the whole monarch thing just, it creates this backstory that is super compelling, quite frankly. Yeah. And, (laughs) and it makes the characters, because here's the thing about these Godzilla movies. The Godzilla movies have never been about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They've been about all the characters surrounding him for that story. Yeah. And the Monarch story is perfect for that. Yeah, and it, it like if you you think about like Umbrella Corp or Shield, you know, sure. like it 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 gives you it gives you a lot of options to branch out into different directions to to take on different stories underneath that same, you know, that 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 same uh overarching yeah kind of idea so and in this movie you don't you don't know much about monarch like it's it's first introduced here you know there's characters that are associated with it but right. you don't know much about really the organization or right. what they're doing or whatever you just know that they're involved in the whole monster hunt somehow yeah that's all you know yeah and um, you don't really know how like deep the roots go not at all which is yeah. Which is cool, which is like, and we'll get to it later. I didn't realize there was going to be so much world building. Oh, yeah. I really didn't. Like, I, because I, <clears throat> this was my first time seeing Kong Skull Island. Okay. So I didn't realize how, how much things Puts were going to be. Puts it into perspective, though, though, once you realize what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but back to Godzilla before we get to, to Kong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. <clears throat> what do you, what do you think about Godzilla himself? Like, how did you feel about his character design? His uh, aside from appearance, his, aside from his cankles, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved the way he looked. I loved the the fact that they went uh, back to. And I know that there were other Godzilla movies in between '98 and this movie, obviously. Um, but I love that they stuck with the kind of classic look of him. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love the look of the the Mutos. Uh, did the, you? Huh? Yeah, I did. Except for the fact that, I, except for the fact that they looked almost identical to the the uh, the monsters from Cloverfield. So I thought the exact same thing. I I, I liked the idea of the Mutos. Mm-hmm. I thought the execution of the Mutos was, I don't want to say lazy, but like it's very cookie cutter alien insect thing. Right, like I feel like the cockroach from Men in Black almost had a lot of the same attributes in a certain way. Yeah, you know, like it's just kind of very much like that's oh that's what we're going with. Okay, it's we've we've seen that before. I really wish got here's the thing. Got the Godzilla series is super known for its inventive versus creatures. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I wish that these that this movie would have really <clears throat> leaned into that rather than it being something just kind of cookie cutter. Well, it's also but, like a reintroduction to people, you know. So you got to stick with something. Who doesn't know Godzilla though? Uh, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who don't know Godzilla. At they least they don't the... matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just, My, I think that, like, I think that sticking with something kind of basic for the, for the first go round is was a good idea. I and, guess I. 
I know the second movie, we haven't gotten there yet, obviously, but I know the second movie obviously has all the, the bigger monsters and stuff like that. I just really would have wished for something more original. That's all. Something with a name that wasn't just like, a, oh, we call them this because it's mutated, whatever, it's, it's whatever. It's an like, acronym. Yeah, like, yeah. Give it, give it a name. Give it a personality. Give it a sure. reason to be there, same as Godzilla. You know? But I think that, and we'll, we'll get into this when we talk about King Kong, that's when they really started to set up the lore. Like, Godzilla was the introduction like this was like think 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 of it as if you're actually watching this reveal in real time like think about it like you were just a citizen of of the world where you were suddenly suddenly exposed to the information that oh shit there's these monsters ridiculous yeah there's these these monsters who once ruled the earth and they're still here but they're just in the in, underneath the underneath the earth's crust like soaking up right radiation sure to to give people the like their first exposure to just kind of be a cookie cutter sort of thing like you got a big dinosaur versus a couple of big bugs that's that's perfect because those are things that can register with people I guess people like dinosaurs so naturally you got Godzilla who's people the hero don't like bugs and people hate bugs, so sure. make the villains seems, the big bugs. It just seemed like I don't know. I, I just I feel they could have done more. That's all. Like, it, it felt very safe. Yep. It felt very safe. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, and, well, I, it, and I still like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sit here and say that I didn't like it. Because sure, yeah. I thought the mutos were were cool looking. I thought they they were super effective. I thought they were terrifying in in certain aspects. You know, like I just like I said, I just wish that there would have been a more substantial big bad if you will for the movie sure that's all yeah um like the, all the mutos are just <coughs> babies coming off the moot mutwa the, the, the mutwa like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i don't know oh by the way the sound of the the female muto is it muto or muto muto huh muto muto yeah the sound of her laying the eggs was fucking disgusting. Yeah. It was pretty- <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um yeah, no, I I I liked I liked the whole story though. Like I I thought it was cool. I um Brian Cranston's character was was awesome and I felt like he was really intense. They killed him off way too early, but in a way like I in a way, I liked that about it because it really, I liked it really crazy, hit you with a fucking curveball. Yeah, I liked his crazy scientist like uh, aura that he had about him. Yeah, I, I actually thought that was work that worked really well, and he was really well per, uh, performing that. You know, that's one of the that's one of the parts of the there's t- two parts of the trailer that I always remembered, and it was him screaming. I have a right to know because he's just so intense in yeah. that moment when yeah. he says, my wife died down there and I have a right to know. Like, And he's fucking just so intense in that moment. And that was in the trailer. And then the second part was uh, Ken Watanabe's character saying, let them fight. Like yeah. that's both of those were such iconic uh, parts that- in the trailer that stuck with me. And, and um, 
there I liked what those two because there you have this one you have this one character whose life was torn apart by this whole thing. So he's looking for the deeper meaning in all of it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's trying to figure out why is this happening? Like why did this happen to me? And he but he's also trying to be really logical about it. And then you have Ken Watanabe's character who is kind of privy to the whole thing. Sure. And he also understands that well, they... we hold no power whatsoever over these things. So it's best to just fucking let them duke it out. It's interesting because the, the the Ken... Um, how do you say the last name? Watanabe. Watanabe. <laughs> What's his actual character's name? The, the, way that, the way that they talk about Godzilla, it's weird because they already sort of know about him. Sirizawa. Because they're hunting down... You know these types of creatures already. He's part of Monarch. Is they he are, part? He was part yeah, of Monarch, yeah. right? Yeah. They already. They he started at the, um, the reactor blow with Brian Cranston, and then he got brought into Monarch. Yeah. I think at least that's how I've took it. Um, but yeah, he. So they already know about this, and that's the thing. They they discovered a skeleton of another gigantic creature in. Well, where was that at? It was in um the Philippines. The Philippines. Yeah. And he goes. The 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 creature here is way older than the one that we're looking for, right? So that sets up this weird, awesome world building that there's things even way older than the thing that they were looking for in fifty four. Mm-hmm. That that right there sets off this whole world building that there's so much more here that we don't know about. Yeah, and I love that. Um, and and I love that Godzilla is just one of something that is there. You know, yeah. like it it opens up. We'll get this in later movies, obviously, but it literally opens the entire world that we know of up to all these different, crazy, gigantic monster creatures. Yeah. And I love that. Because like, what was that skeleton? We don't even know. What was that skeleton? Right. I also loved I loved the fact that uh, not only in this movie, in both of the movies that we watched tonight, starting the MonsterVerse, neither one of the monsters... Godzilla or King Kong are the antagonist. No. No, they're both good guys. Both of them are like not necessarily like I I I really love the um the uh uh Dr. uh Sirizawa's explanation of what Godzilla is. He's he's a force for striking a balance. Yeah. Like, like when he the, is the balance of the world. When the mute when the mutos come uh come back to life in a sense or they're hatched or whatever they are after they're done feeding off the radiation of the melted down plant um he essentially like he's just laying dormant somewhere in the in the core not the core but like beneath the crust of the earth and he can sense that they are back up on the surface of the earth and that doesn't sit right with him so he just comes back to strike a balance um which means taking care of the threat he's not even necessarily there to help humans he just knows that it's not natural for these things to be up on the surface of the earth so he shows up to fuck shit up basically like Like, to like to, to to take care of them and then as soon as his job is done, because I love there's there's that one visual of him slowly uh, swimming through the ocean to get to uh, to get to the to get to California, 
and both aircraft carriers are, are, are on are either side. Him. Like yeah. at any point in time, if he was any real threat to humans, he could just get up and destroy both of those aircraft carriers. But he really doesn't have any any uh, reason to reason to do that. Like yeah, he's I, very single minded in that he's trying to get to land to ca- to take care of these things that are threatening the balance of the earth. Yeah, I I thought the same thing. I thought I thought it was a very interesting visual too to see all those ships like right by his side too. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like it was that far away. Yeah, like they're right on top of him. And I, and I thought that was interesting because it's almost like he understands that they aren't enemies, right? And he understood that what he's going for, like he's instinctively going towards these creatures. And like and like like they said, and like what you said, he is the living embodiment of balance mm-hmm. in their ecosystem yeah so that's well, what he does the funny thing is like the way you just put it is he understands that they're not enemies that's not even really what it is he understands that there's zero threat whatsoever sure, sure. that's the funny thing about it is like because they can shoot at him all they want it doesn't yeah matter anything yeah, yeah humans like us as humans in these movies we we think that we are like we have uh, the equalizers, the nukes, and yeah. the the guns and the firepower and stuff, but we're really not nah. <laughs> anything compared to these old gods, you know. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. It's like we are. Uh, he is Vigo. We are the <laughs> you are like the buzzing of flies. To yeah, him. yeah. Like they're really like we are. We aren't anything. Like they don't even pay attention to us. So because let's... because we're we're just we're here. We're part of the balance. And when things are out of balance, he shows up to restore balance. But we really have nothing to do with that. No, not at all. Um, outside of the monsters, though, for this movie, let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about Elizabeth Olsen and her son. Let's talk about let's um, talk about Elizabeth her husband. Olsen. Let's talk about her husband <laughs> who is stuck in the middle of all this stuff as a, as a marine. Can marines or part of the navy rather? Navy, yeah. So if you're part of the navy. And you see another platoon from a different branch of the government being, you know, deployed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can you just jump into their platoon? I don't think he can. He does that at in this movie. I think I think in times of war, can I th- you? I think that the is that a thing that you can do? I mean, why not? Like if you if you run up and you say, "Hey, I'm," I, I'm not even gonna try and like do all the callback <laughs> the the call signs that he says and stuff like that, but like. If you run up and you say, "Hey, I'm Sergeant Brody," blah 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 blah, like, why would they, why would they stop you? I, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Sergeant Brody of the of the Navy. Okay, cool. You're not a Marine, so fuck off. Like, I don't know. I don't know that why strikes, that that strikes me as being that's how. Well, it's especially because he's is. he's also an, he's an explosive specialist. So oh, like sure. when he runs up and he says, "Hey, you guys are trying to arm a nuke." And they with, push him away with, at first. With old, with old tech. Like, you're trying to retrofit a nuke with, like, a literal clock timer. I'm the guy who can help you do that. Why would they turn him away? Pride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't <clears throat> I don't think that... Uh, I don't really know if if that's normal for... Well, I like I like the, the story between elizabeth olsen and her husband like i I think that he is his story for one is one of it's 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 interesting to me because he's doing everything he's doing because he loves his country Mm -hmm. right and he wants to be a good soldier but at the same time he's kind of a dick to his family like 
he never once tries to call his family over the course of how many days for all the shit that's happened. Never yes, once. Does. No, I mean, once. Once he does. Yeah, but, and then the cell phones go down. So they they make it a point to bring that up several times. He asks somebody if their cell phone is working. He says, no, not even the pay phones are working in this area. And it's it's a pretty big it's a pretty big uh, point of interest in the film that it just the, seems like the it, Mutos attack with EMPs. It just seems like ever since he went back into the restricted zone with his father, and then up until he's now re recruited with the army, going into wherever they're going, he never once tries to call his wife. Well, you also have to also take into consideration like military families are probably used to this kind of shit. When 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 somebody's on deployment and you're overseas or something like that, it might be two, three, four weeks before you're able to talk to your loved one. Not an excuse. I disagree. (laughs) Of course, it is. I disagree. (laughs) And not everybody. I I get what you're saying. I just I don't know. I feel like in in situations like what was going on with gigantic monsters and the where he was supposed to be was completely up in flames. You think he, he'd want to like? Get but a hold he does of her, try to know. call her several times. Okay, he does. Okay, I don't know. That's my my main issue is not with the fact that not with the idea of whether or not he tries to call her, but it's she already knows that he might be missing. And she goes to give her kid a bath and leaves her cell phone sitting out on the coffee table. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that. You would have that thing glued to you the whole yep. time. <laughs> yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what did you What did you think about the the monster fights? Uh, I loved them. Yeah. Except for this. Except for the fact that they're so dark. They're really they're dark. so dark. Really there's dark. so many. There's so many moments in this movie where I was like, whatever's going on on screen sounds awesome. I just can't see it, and yeah. that that bums me out. Um, I would like to rewatch some of these scenes in a completely pitch black room to see if. But I'm I'm thinking that even if I'm in a pitch black room, I'm still not going to be able to see. Yeah, some you'll shit. see. Your eyes will adjust to most of it. I don't know, man. It did for me on a laptop in my living room with did the blinds closed. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it did. It did. Um, yeah, there's just a, there's a lot of really dark scenes, and I think it's I it's it's cool like i like the way those fight scenes are shot in the city like i love the idea of uh the mutos being able to create this electromagnetic storm around them sure essentially like creating this barrier around them so the fact that the inner city where they're fighting is all just dark and gloomy is really cool Mm mm-hmm it just makes for like a really weird watching experience when you can barely see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I don't I don't disagree at all. It, even on a the best looking TV, it can be hard to see all the details. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I'm the not, fights themselves, I thought were really cool. I thought the fights themselves were amazing. I thought that um like once they once the the the, so the mutas are these extracurricular monsters i essentially that grow out of extracurricular yeah, yeah sure they don't really matter much they're just kind of extra what's the actual it's uh mutated mutated something terrestrial organisms yeah mutos i can't remember what it is asshole <laughs> that's it um yeah i don't know i i thought they were they were okay they were cool they're they're buggy things you know 
standard buggy things that you put against your other monsters, I guess. There's been a lot of them over the years in different monster movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was all that inventive, but, you know, whatever. It, it was what it was. I did love how, though, the the entire U.S. military, it's like, where do you, you know, where did, where did you move these these egg sacks that were radioactive for these giant bug things. It's like, whoa, we put them where we put everything else in the Nevada desert. <laughs> and they go into the Nevada desert. There's helicopters flying overhead. And it takes all these people on the ground to go into these caves, find the door where these things were stored, open it just to find that it's been busted out of. And there's a giant monster crawling across the desert. None of your helicopters that were up in the sky would have seen the giant monster. Yeah, walking I, across I, the desert like I, I had the same. How thought. did nobody? How did you know? How did nobody know this happened? <laughs> I had that same thought. The guy opens the hatch on the door, and he sees light. And I was like, okay, he sees light. And then they open the door, and the entire side of the building, the side of the mountain's gone. Yeah, I was like, nobody rec- No, nobody saw that. No, yeah, none I, of I you saw that. that to begin with. And then they look out and they like the guy looks with binoculars and he sees a fucking insect that takes up the entirety <laughs> of the of his view. And I'm like, did you really need the binoculars to see yeah, a 300 no. foot insect crawling no. toward Las no. Vegas? No, you didn't, bud. The um the endings the ending sequence too with the with that creature and and finally Godzilla he comes back or whatever. I mean, it's the story of Godzilla. He's there. He disappears town needs him he comes back fights the big bad goes away yeah that is how godzilla works right you know savior the people his final fight with the mutos i thought was awesome yeah i really did i know in the trailers you thought there was three different monsters like oh that's that's mothra because something's flying around sure uh mothra is hinted to though in this movie on a glass fish tank it says mothra on it Oh. Yeah. And in the, also in, the, in hint, the beginning of the movie. And also hinted at in the next movie. Much much more obvious. Oh, much, much more, more obvious, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I didn't catch the uh Yeah, and this one there's uh when when they go back to their house after everything's uh, shut down, there's a little fish tank and it says Mothra on uh, the bottom of it. <laughs> Whether that directly, you know, goes towards the next idea, who knows? But um I did like the back to the, the final fight between Godzilla and the the Muto. I loved the first Godzilla fire breath scene mm-hmm. was incredible. They they saved it, they built it up, and it was amazing. Dude, when the just the tip of his tail starts glowing. Oh, you love and it. Then the, you love just the tip. <laughs> and then you and then it gradually works its way up his spine and you just see the the blue light glowing. And the Muto is kind of like looking at it like, what the fuck is going on? And yep. then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> That works. That works. <laughs> that actually happened at the at the most awesome time. <laughs> oh, drops. They're fun. Uh, but yeah, he just exploded. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I love I love that th- that part in the very end where he finally grabs the very last biggest one, rips his fucking jaws apart, and Dude, then just he fucking pukes fire into pukes his mouth. It was amazing. Like, that's how amazing. I want to die 
if I could cho- if I could choose to die in any like epic way, it would be by having fire puked down my throat by that's cool. by Godzilla. That's pretty awesome. That's a that's a pretty <laughs> fucking cool way to go. <laughs> that was I do remember when we saw that when when we were at the drive in and it had finally gotten dark enough by like by the end of the movie to see a little bit of it. Sure. And watching him puke fire down that muto's oh, throat. Yeah, I was, was like awesome. that's fucking awesome. It's so good. It's so, so brutal, good. dude. Um. I, yeah, I, I loved it, and 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 then the fact that they just kind of they let them go at the end, you know, like they don't they know that there's no there's no use in trying to do anything to him, so that sure. he just gets up and just makes his way back to the sea, and that's it to live another day and to fight another and, day. And the city is we we lived through the real life version of nine eleven. That was the most shocking thing to ever happen to a city. This was. 80, 80, 800, 80% of what that was, whatever you want to call it. And they didn't seem to care. Like the whole entire city was completely destroyed by the, these monsters fighting. Well, cause they, like, yeah, great. You got them. Go. Well, cause like, they, cause they magically were able to evacuate everybody into one stadium. Sure. So, but their entire city was in ruins. It's just Las Vegas. Something tells me that the city would much rather have lower building disruption and higher fatalities than vice versa. Higher fatalities. Well, yeah, of course. Because that's just how they work. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah, I don't know. I love I love this movie. I thought that um spoilers getting into my feelings of the next movie mm-hmm. comparatively, as much as I loved Godzilla, mm-hmm. fuck. I love Kong Skull Island. Let's Mo- get, let's moving get on. Uh, Jordan Bo Roberts for the Rise of the What the fuck? What are you, what are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> Who's talking to you? <laughs> um, Kong Skull Island, directed by, what's his fuck? Jordan Voigt Roberts, uh, who is going on to direct the new Metal Gear Solid movie. Has not happened yet, but that's hey. going to be his next big claim to fame. Um, after the Vietnam War, a team of scientists explore the uncharted island in the Pacific, venturing into the domain of Mighty Kong and must fight to escape the primal Eden. This movie is perfect. I will, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that. For the adventure, monster, whatever you want to call it, genre, <clears throat> this is perfect. It's so much better than Godzilla, in my opinion. You know, I I was watching this and I was just like, it, it it's got everything. It's it's a horror. It's got horror elements. It's got sci-fi elements. It's got monster movie elements. There's comedy. There's scares. There's action. It's a war movie. It's it's literally everything, but it all works perfectly, congruently together. It took me, it took me a little while. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, it did. Um, Like, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, this is all right. We're, like, we're working our way up to something here. Um, And then, I don't know, like, it started to feel too much like a Marvel movie. And I'm just like, I'm like, I get that you're going for the extended universe thing. Like, you're trying to set up an MCU, but for big monsters. But 
do you have to make it feel exactly like a Marvel movie? Which parts? Like, well, aside from the cast being mostly Marvel well. characters, <laughs> <laughs> like you have Tom That's Hiddleston, uh, um, what's her face, uh, Brie Larson, yep. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I'm I'm like okay, so we have a we have a Marvel cast here. Oh wait, and then, I'm sorry, we mi- we missed something. What? <clears throat> Tom Hiddleston. Fine. Lay you down. And also. And also, shout out to Brie Larson. Shout out, yeah, <laughs> secondary. <laughs> Such a babe. Um, I, I was just like, I'll watch oh. her run anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's because of. And don't get me wrong, I I did love this movie. Yeah. But it took me a minute because coming off of uh, Godzilla, Godzilla was very dark and serious and kind of brooding and... and um, it, it This was a different movie through and through. Everything about yeah. it. I see. That's what I liked about it, though. Like, I liked the fact that it didn't feel the same. No, I did. You know? I did. I did too. I did too. But like, but it took me a minute because I was like, "What? Like, why are we? Like, why is it such? Because MCU movies all basically have the same sort of vibe to them. They don't, like, I though. know that they don't. Though nah. this is like this is like going from a darker early Iron Man movie to like Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, but they work. But that's. But you're also talking about a difference of ten years and. Six movies, sure, that's You're, fair. And this and this is two mo- I two like, movies and four years. I like the differ the, the differential between the two fields and the movies. I really do. I think it's great because if you're if you're trying to if you're if you're trying to build an entire world, mm-hmm. there's different sides to the world. You know, yeah. There's different versions of the same world. There's different things happening upon the same planet. You know, like. I think this was just a really good version of a different a different version of what was going on. It was it was it was same world, different take, if you will. You know. Yeah. I no, know. I, I liked it. I I get that. I just it was the the differences were a little striking for me at first, and I also just I like this is probably I you'll probably completely disagree with this, but like the the immediate onslaught when they got to the island. So like you just like you just got through the hurricane, mm-hmm. you know, like the 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 mysterious hurricane that the storm that surrounds the surrounds island. the yeah. island, yeah. and then within five minutes, it's complete, like just complete carnage between Kong and the helicopters. Well, that was and only, I was like, that was only because they started dropping bombs. I understand that, but like, I, I I was like, I was like, this would have been it would have been more exciting to me had he come out and like destroyed a couple of the helicopters in a more mysterious way. Like mysterious? Why? I I disagree that hundred percent. If, like, if you're living in your house and somebody starts dropping explosives in your house, you're going to do the most because reactive thing you can. Because like part of the part of the reason I liked Godzilla was was 
leading up to the big reveal. Like there was a lot of shit that happened before the big reveal. And this to me, it was like, uh, like they show up and I saw the tree flying at the helicopter and I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. Like you don't know where, like, why is there a fucking tree flying? Like we knew that, but they don't know that. Why is there a tree that suddenly flew out of nowhere and hit a helicopter? And then like maybe another one goes down because, you know, of an impact of some kind. But then all of a sudden it goes from that to just like complete reveal of Kong. He's smashing every helicopter in sight for 15 minutes straight. I saw nothing wrong with this. I don't know. I just like, I was just like, I loved it. I I was just like, it's just. Second you show up, he's there. Like he's on watch, you know? I I get, yeah, no, I get. He's the savior of the entire island. That's what he does. Yeah, I get that, but like. I don't know. Be like a little more tactful about it as far as He was tactful about no, it. No, the <laughs> filmmakers dumbass, like be more be more tactful about it as far as like showing your hand. You know what I mean? Like in terms of what? It's just like it, I, I I don't get it. This is there's a there's a song by uh there's a song by Tripod. They're like a comedy comedy musical group and this is exactly what they were talking about what they wanted and this is exactly what they wanted it actually happened get to the fucking monkey like instead of they were they were talking about the um what was the last kong movie with like Naomi Watts, Jack Black, oh, it's just Andy Serkis. It was like King, from was 2004 King, or whatever. Yeah, it was just King Kong. And they're like, yeah, that movie was really great, but like get to the fucking monkey already because you go th- through the movie for like 45 minutes before you ever see the monkey. Dude, they, 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 those people are missing the point entirely. It's the same thing as the Godzilla movie. Those movies are not about the gigantic monster. They're about the people. They're, they're, they're studies upon the people living with that threat those movies are not about the monsters that's exactly the opposite of what happened in king kong that's no it was like it was it was it was immediately just like monkey in your face smashing fucking helicopters and i to me it was like to me it was like it would have been it would have been better if had if they had if it had remained more mysterious for a little while. Yes, he was one of the more main characters, but I would I would absolutely argue that Tom Hiddleston, Sam Jackson, you know, Brie Larson, John Riley, John C. Riley, like though all those characters were center stage for the backbone of the story. Kong was just filler. No, I understand that. I just I just felt like it was it like it, it was I don't know. I just felt like it was a bit much like front loading Kong in the beginning. Like, oh, well, I, I disagree on that, but that's fair. I don't I mean, know. It is what it is, whatever. Um, but. but as far as the rest of the story goes, yeah, I actually, I, he really is second, second banana yeah. to the rest of the, to the rest of the film. Samuel L. Jackson's character, I thought was just kind of fucking, I don't know, corny. Yeah. What was he, it? There was played, another. Samuel L. Jackson played Samuel L. Jackson. There was another movie that we've seen recently <clears throat> where somebody gets, like, somebody gets hell bent on killing a thing that is not necessarily a, a, a huge threat. And I can't remember what it was. It, it's driving me nuts, and I was—I meant to—I meant to talk to you about it earlier. 
But like we watched something where it was this exact character. It was Samuel L. Jackson's character, essentially, where it was somebody who was a military man who his whole his whole lot in life is to like make sure you always get get your man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so at the uh, at the risk of like having the rest of his platoon killed he ends up losing his mind in the pursuit of killing this target. And yeah, we, that's, we that's, just, that's all he cares about. He we, just wants to take out the thing that he thought it was a, we just watched something like this, that where that exact same character arc happened recently. And I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like that, that, that character was kind of corny to me for some reason. Really? And maybe because it was maybe because it was I can't take Samuel. I mean, I didn't like him as a character. I like Samuel L. Jackson, but I can't really I don't take him very seriously anymore. He doesn't when he I doesn't see him pop ever up. try to be anything other than himself. Yeah. Which can be distracting because you're like, ah, oh, it's just Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson. Yeah. There's, there's nothing interesting about that anymore. Right. It was interesting when he did Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's no longer interesting now. Right. Like that, that's the truth. I, I agree with you 100%. You know? Yeah. Um whether or not he adds or doesn't add to whatever he's in, that's debatable. Cuz he's good when he wants to be good, he's yeah, good. Sure. It's it's just it's all the in-between stuff that doesn't really mesh all that well. Yeah. Unless he has a reason to. Mhm. You know, I've seen movies where he's better than He's been in other movies in the same time period, mm-hmm. which tells me, okay, why was he more motivated to do this mm-hmm. than than that? You know, yeah, uh, I I've definitely seen that. But that being said, um, John C. Riley plays a World War II vet who crash landed on Skull Island with another Japanese pilot that that were bitter enemies. Mm-hmm. They got stranded on an island, became best friends, even more than best friends. And then also became friendly with these locals that had some of the absolute coolest fucking art design ever yeah. for local natives. This yeah. whole movie had the best art design. Yeah. And it, it was fantastic. That's one of, the, one of the things I'm saying about how this movie is, is, is so underappreciated, in my opinion. I think this movie's perfect. Mm-hmm. There's so much going for this movie. That I just kind of feel like it got passed by and whatever. Like the art design's incredible. Those those cave paintings where it was they're all on these these tall, skinny. Yeah, like the forced perspective sort of. And they only cave make paintings. sense when you look at them from yeah. a certain perspective. Yeah, very cool. Those were absolutely fucking amazing. Like everything's just done perfectly. The the I said at the beginning of it, all the different genres they smash together. Like mm-hmm. everything, it just works. Nothing clashes. You know, like everything has its place. It's a war movie, but there's comedy. It's a adventure movie, but there's horror. It there's there's it's sci-fi, but it's grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things work together perfectly in this movie, and it's amazing. It's it's just really good. Yeah, I did I did like it a lot. Like aside from my few gripes that I have about it, and and aside from the fact that it I it just took me a while to it took me a while because I watched both these movies like back to back, right? Mm. Just a few hours apart. It just took me a while to shake 
Godzilla off. Sure. Because I, I was expecting, like, I had seen Godzilla before once, and I knew that God, and I knew that King Kong was, uh, or Kong Skull Island was part of the same universe, like building on this extended universe. So I was expecting something similar, and what I got was something that looked like a fucking Boz Lerman movie, like it like like the color like the color saturation and the set pieces like Godzilla looked like. It didn't look like set pieces. It looked like it. It looked like a a huge, uh, sprawling city, sprawling world. Sure. And and then and then when you went to Godzilla, a lot of the a lot of especially like in the beginning of the movie when they're walking around the Skull cities Island? and stuff, or Skull Island, yeah. yeah, Skull Island looked like it pretty obviously looked like sound stages. And well, like I mean, and all, and it was and, all fake, but and like, you know. well, yeah, I I understand that, but it looked like it didn't just look like sound stages. Like I said, it looked like a Baz Luhrmann film. Like it looked like The Great Gatsby to me. Like the saturation really? and the the set the set design and stuff like that. I didn't get that at all. And and that threw me off for a minute. But then like taking it, taking it like separating it from from Godzilla. And taking it just for what it was, I realized how much I actually did like it. Um, and it didn't take me long to realize that, but it it just took me a few minutes to kind of adjust to it. And there was stuff that I didn't like about it, but there, but like over overwhelmingly, like as a whole, I I liked the movie a lot. I liked the characters. I I thought I I thought that the uh, the story was cool. I think that. Um, what they're doing with like the hollow earth thing and like and and kind of spinning that into Makes me want to read my hollow earth book that i have <laughs> do you actually have a hollow oh, yeah. earth oh book? yeah i do oh yeah <laughs> i think that i think that like using that as a vehicle for explaining why these giant things can can exist on sure. our on our earth and us not really know about it um I hated Sam Jackson's character in his pursuit of Kong in that in that way cuz like cuz like j- just like from a just from a um just from like a moral standpoint like he's so offended that this thing even exists. Yeah. Even though it's on a remote island that's surrounded by hurricanes. And no It'll one be goddamned if it's and no survive. and yeah. no one will ever see it. Like if if these people hadn't landed there on this shore, the only people who would ever see Kong are the natives. Nobody else will ever see it. And well, he's and he's and he's is... just absolutely he's offended that something like this even exists in the world, and he wants to destroy. He's offended it. by. I think for him, for his character, he's more offended by the entire entirety of entire entirety of the vietnam war though he's looking for something to make sense of it and kong makes sense of it it's it's an enemy because it's an enemy that he can look at and say you killed my men i can kill you and this is a win oh sure because they lost vietnam sure like like a metaphorical yeah so that that all makes sense yeah i love the idea no i'm just i'm saying i i I hate him for that motivation character sure yeah He's supposed to be a shitty character. <laughs> no, I He's understand. A terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, so he did a good job of yeah. being a shithead. Um, um, he did have he did have the hold on to your butts line <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Hold which, on to your butts. Which I was so happy to mm-hmm. hear. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I thought this movie was there was a lot of light flare perfect. in this movie, a lot of camera f- was, uh, sure, or len- sure, lens sure. flare. Sure, a lot of it. I mean, it's no J.J. Abrams movie, but yes, <laughs> there there was a lot. Um, like I said, I thought this movie was fantastic. I thought that it hit every mark that I want a fun action adventure movie to hit yeah but then also has all like i said before all those other things yeah that are also incorporated like yeah. like it's not easy to pull off a giant monster movie sure it is even harder to pull off a giant monster movie that encompasses so many different elements from so many different genres of movie and still make it work yeah like i i will give the director of this movie all the praise in the world because like you did something that was on paper, probably impossible to do and you delivered on it, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I'm at. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I I loved it. Like despite, despite what I said about, about the two movies earlier, like as far as rewatchability goes, I definitely would give it to Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for absolutely. sure. Like even even though it took me a little while to like take myself out of the mindset of Godzilla and put myself in that mindset, Kong Skull Island all day for rewatchability. Sure. Um, and I think that again, despite what I said, going forward and. <laughs> even though we've already gotten a couple more movies but i haven't seen them yet as far as like the the visuals and the the feel of this extended universe i think that they would be better off going more toward the kong uh aesthetic sure i agree and feel I, I but i'm but i'm really excited to see how they how they mix the two because these are two very different feeling movies and at some well, and at some point they have to mix the two circa being, circa twenty what is it twenty twenty one twenty twenty four I think something like that no when did isn't there there's already a Godzilla oh, versus yeah, Kong yeah, yeah, movie yeah 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 that was, when did that come out so it was something like that yeah I, so I'm ex- forget the, I forget the exact date but I haven't watched it yet you haven't watched it yet nope. I'm excited to see how they're gonna mix these two worlds together being that they are two very different looking and yep. feeling films. And we know there's another King Kong movie coming out after that. So right. take that for what it is. Yeah. And a TV um, series, you said, too? Yeah. Yeah. Legendary has a TV series in the works that focuses on Monarch. So that'll be a cool. It'll like, be like, like a shield. Time. Like a yeah. shield yeah. kind of show. They get into their own shit, probably. And it's every sure. episode of them figuring themselves out of a situation. It's a cool. I love the idea of the. Of, of, of the. Uh, of Monarch and like what it is, you know, like hunting hunting these old these old apex predators that used to rule the yeah. world. I think it's a cool concept. So I agree. I think it'll make for a cool show. I agree. Um yeah, that's it. That's, that's uh, uh Kong Skull Island and Godzilla. Yeah. First two movies of the Monsterverse. Um, I'm very excited to look into the next ones, honestly. Yeah. We're gonna do that in two weeks. You two think? weeks, yep. Yeah, cool. Yep. So all right, so we'll be back next week with something completely different. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find us before then, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can, uh, if you want to read a read a book, we didn't really talk about this, but if you want to read an, an audiobook or listen to one, as James always puts it, uh, audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Get a free book on us. Uh, anything that you want. If you want a movie book, they're there. If you want a, an entertainment book, they're there. If you want a sports book, they're there. If you want a book Sports. about 
you know, some chick flick stuff. That's all there, too. You been reading anything lately? Have I? Yeah. I finished Ready Player 2. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I have thoughts. We'll, we'll talk about I, it. I have thoughts, yeah. We'll talk about it. I just finished The Gunslinger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, what'd you think uh, about the it? First, the first book in the, the Dark Tower series. What'd you think of it? It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> just all right? Yeah. Okay. So if you want to read, <laughs> so if you want to read a, a just all right book, go to audibletrial.com slash the buzzkill podcast and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, Michael. Yes, sir. Till next week, my Til friend. Next week. Cheers to you. See you then. Cheers to all of you lovely people. Adios. Have a good night.